It's our guy. You hear him every day here on a daily ticket, giving us all the fantasy information one can handle. It's the great Tony Jigsaw Cotillo. Jigsaw, how you doing today, man? I'm great, Sean. I'm enjoying this beautiful weather outside. Sitting here at a track meet, watching kids run. I mean, it doesn't get no better than that. What is your boy running? Who's running? Yeah, my boy's running. He's he's not the fastest kid in in the block, but he tries. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> what's his uh, What's his event? Uh, so he does the four hundred meter. He does Yo. the relay. He does the long jump. Yo, all right, yeah, nice, so. nice. So he he finishes about halfway through. So I hey, I'm I'm all about that man. He finishes halfway through and he does it. So good for him. And look at dad supporting. We like that man. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, if Jigsaw did a four hundred meter, you'd have to call. Him, <laughs> you'd have to call him hospital because I wouldn't be. <laughs> he wouldn't get me out of there for a couple days. You know, <laughs> it was funny because last night they shot, and I'm telling you, I I, I was. Begging people to pull this up pregame, but uh, they caught a great picture in the Sixers game with um, the dad and the son eating the gigantic pieces of Lorenzo pizza. Oh. And, and yeah. I'm just like, I'm telling you, pregame, dad had a piece as well. So dad had two gigantic <laughs> pieces of Lorenzo's, and those things are like $17 a piece, whatever it is. But I, I, I honestly, and you know this more than anyone because you have multiple kids and you've been to a, a ton of sporting events, um, that was pretty cool, man. And that's a moment that will, they will forever have their face buried in pizza being uh, caught on national TV. Pretty cool. I love it. Hopefully, hopefully they weren't supposed to be doing a low carb diet with mom, and she didn't see that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny, man. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you as far as like, damn, if they would have caught me. Oh, I'm trying to lose a couple yeah. lbs, right? Um, but yeah. still pretty cool. Got to cheat. Got to cheat. 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 Cheat day. Now. Cheat night. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, all right, we got Tony Jigsaw Cotillo. T. Cotillo 23 is where you can find him on socials. We're going to hit on a little everything, so let's get to it. Let's start talking about the Phillies first, okay? Last night, 2 nothing loss. Uh, of course, Gabe Kapler, everybody wanted it, but it's time to shine a light on the center field position. They are the worst in Major League Baseball at that position. What do you do though? That's the question, Jigsaw. You know, and I and I I respect everybody's opinion when it comes to Odubel Herrera, and I understand. Like, look, right from the jump, I said cut him. I would not have kept him on my team, but they kept him for a reason. Isn't this the time that you say, you know what, we got to bring him up, or do you say, hold up, we just brought Mickey Moniak up, let's give him a chance here at least. Well, that's the thing, man. And, and usually, Jigsaw is not the most reasonable person in the world but i mean you're talking i heard you're already 10 at bats i mean you're talking two games this kid's got brought up you haven't even given him a chance he's 22 years old i mean we don't know what he's going to have listen the whole problem is they came into this year and with adam hazley thinking he could be serviceable but here's the funny thing sean the problem definitely isn't just center field the issue is it's highlighted so much because guys like McCutcheon and Reese Hoskins aren't producing. If those guys produce, you don't even look at the center field spot because one through seven, you're the best lineup in baseball. So right now you're asking something more from a position that you don't have. And that, I think that's the problem. I think Dan Browski went into, into the season saying, you know what, Hazley can be serviceable. And I think he was sold a bag of goods with Roman Quinn. And I think he, he got here and said, uh-oh, maybe Jackie Bradley Jr. should have been that guy. 
Maybe I should have went out and signed a journeyman to be in center field. And it's just not working out because the other guys aren't producing. Well, and that's fair because, you know, like we touched on with Reese, and, and he's really struggled as, you know, as far as the strikeouts are concerned. He's not walking. He has, his on-base percentage is really low this year, and, and, and that's a big deal. But if they were to get some production out of that center field spot, you know, we're possibly talking about a couple more wins at this point in time. I just don't want to get halfway through the season, and then all of a sudden the Phillies are like, all right, it's time to make a move. I, I just I feel, uh, why, can they look elsewhere? Is there a batter? Is there a player that they could possibly trade for in your mind? It's so tough right now because it's so early. Yeah. Number one, nobody's – right, there's, there's still a lot of injuries going on because we just came out of spring training. Number two, there's not a lot of player availability right now until you get close to the trade deadline. And, again, number three, I mean, you made a good point. And, and as I, I cannot stand the name of Dubo Herrera. Mm-hmm. I, you know, he disgusts me for everything he stands for. But your point is valid because if you didn't want to have this issue, you should have just cut him. Got rid of him. Why? Because now, right? Because now you have this guy who we say what we want, but he probably is the more major league ready baseball player, no matter what you say, of any of the any of the bunch they have right now. And now you've got to make a decision that, yeah, you, you're almost forced to bring this guy up. But you wouldn't have had to make that decision if you would have just gotten rid of him. But now you may be forced to do something you don't want to do. All right. Well, they're back at it tonight, and uh, it's, it's it's a little bit better of a matchup for the Phillies because Wheeler is on the mound, and I do like what I see from him. He's at minus 141. Is there anything yeah, for like you him. pushing you the other way with Logan Webb, or is this a Zach Wheeler playing that time? No, this is it's my play all along. You know, if you listen to the fantasy fix yesterday, I picked Galsman as my one of my two star pitchers. I knew they would win that game last night. So because I was looking at the pitcher matchups and saying, you know what, Chase Anderson, nah, I feel like Galsman's a really good pitcher. He's going to sign me the the hitters inside the lineup, and then we go with Zach Wheeler on the mound tonight. So I don't think there's any way to lose this game. But they, real fast, get back on that center field spot. I'm telling you, Sean, all they need to do is McCutcheon's got to bet better than 167. Reese has to actually give us something in the lineup. Maybe they move Segura up to the number one spot. Maybe they put him in leadoff because he is their best hitter throughout their entire lineup right now. I don't know, but all I know is we wouldn't be talking about center field right now if those two guys would just hit the ball. Yeah, Reese Hoskins in his 254 batting average, two home runs, five yeah. RBIs, not good enough, to say the least. We're talking to nah. Tony Jigsaw, Cotillo, T. Cotillo, 23. Staying in the world of baseball, let's talk some fantasy. Um, as I take a peek right now, Tony, I mean, for the most part, most teams have played eh, somewhere around the range of 15, 16, 17 games, somewhere around there. Um as far as a pitcher, a sleeper, as far as a pitcher is concerned, that we should be looking at to have on our daily fantasy or our week-long fantasy or season-long commitment, whatever it is, is there a sleeper or two that you have your attention on right now? Outside, again, I don't want to harp on it because I just mentioned him, but you know, Kevin Galson for San Francisco Giants. I, I really like what he could do because I go by this theory, Sean. I tell everybody out there, I have a lucky number thirteen, mm-hmm. and, and and that's what I go by when I pay. I don't want to give too much away, but I don't <laughs> worry about wins, right? I don't worry about wins. I look at innings pitched, I look at strikeout, and if that number equals thirteen, that's my guy because I know he's going to give me six innings, seven strikeouts, seven innings, six strikeouts. That's thirteen points. Out given he gives up a couple hits, but no runs. I'm getting 18, 20 every day. So for me, Kevin Gales is that guy because he throws heat. 95, 96, 97. He's consistently right there in the in the strike zone. So 
He's all around. He's a guy that you can look at. He's establishing himself as a very, very good regular play for DFS, and he's cheap. He's not expensive. That's the thing. You get him between seven to $8,000 instead of paying off for guys like, you know, obviously Walker Bueller, right? You can pay off for him. Corbin Burns is going tonight, which has been unbelievable. You don't want to pay off for those guys sometimes. So look for Galsman. He can give you some really good value. All right. Um, one more as far as in the grand scheme of things, as far as baseball is concerned, not fantasy here. Uh, is there a team that is surprising? Like, if you take a look at some of the leaders right now as far as these divisions are concerned. You got the Mariners at the top of the West. You got the Royals on top. Uh, let's see here. Is there any other surprise? The Reds are doing well. Is there a team with well, the Red Sox are on top of the AL East? That's a surprise. Oh. So we have a lot to choose from when it comes to some of these teams here. Uh, is there a team that I just listed out of the Reds, the Mariners, the Royals, and the Red Sox? Is there a team that you think could keep it going and uh, be in competition to win their division this year out of those four teams? God. Tough, but I, I tell you, out of those four, I really like what the Reds and the Mariners are doing. And I, again, they, you know, they had some big lumber, some young big lumber on both those teams. Seattle with guys like Ty France and Kyle Seeger and Mitch Hanniger are just on fire. Uh, you know, we talked about Cincinnati last week. Remember, we were talking about mm-hmm. how they lead the league at home runs, and what do they do? They go up that night to pop off for four. And guys like Suarez haven't even swung the bat well right now. Okay, you have Naquin, who's been unbelievable. Castellanos has been unbelievable. So I think, you know, this is an offensive-driven league right now. It really is, if you look around. Uh, scoring is up uh, across the board, especially when we talk about the long ball. I mean, you have guys already hit seven home runs already this year. So, uh, you know, I really like Cincinnati. I think they could hit their way to that division, possibly. If they can just get guys like Castillo to pitch just a little bit, I think they could be well on their way. All right. Uh, Dodgers have just been incredible, 13-4, even though they lost last yeah. night. Um, but the one surprise that I wanted to ask you, last one on baseball here, Yankees. 5-10, and ten, yeah. tough matchup today, going up against the Braves. Are the Yankees in trouble this year, Jigsaw? I think they are. I do. Wow. I really think they are. I, you know, listen, it's kind of, you just mentioned Boston earlier. Think about it. You can kind of flip the scales here because, you know, we would have, if I would have thought somebody would be have five wins, it would be Boston, not New York. And, you know, just guys aren't playing up to their potential, Sean. That's the problem. Number one, you have injuries. And number two, guys, like Aaron Judge should be carrying that team. It's not happening. Uh, you know, those guys are just not carrying the way that they have in the past. So, and Boston, I'll tell you what. J.D. Martinez is getting his money's worth. Yep. Our, our boss is getting her money's worth with yep. J.D. Martinez. Uh, right? And a lot of people slept on him. Mm-hmm. Big money. And say, you know what? I don't know about that contract, but you know what? It's paying off for them big time. All right. Baseball is getting a ton of love these days. A lot of people are watching. I saw some early numbers coming in from these first two weeks, and uh, they're off the scale. And uh, shout out to tomorrow's show. Just want to let everybody know we got a daily ticket debut. Ben Verlander, who represents Fox Sports, will be joining us tomorrow, making his daily ticket debut. Oh, yeah. Also, brother of Justin Verlander. How about that? Also, Kate Upton would be his uh, sister-in-law. Yeah, sister-in-law. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, he's writing he's all over the place. There. I like that. He's got a really cool story. I can't wait to talk to him. He's going to be on the show tomorrow. All right, uh, moving on from baseball, let's go over to the NBA. Sixers last night 
Tough loss. I don't, I'm not really going too crazy here. No Tobias, no Ben Simmons. You wanted to win it. I get it. Uh, but just let's talk about the NBA or the MVP for a second here. Steph Curry went off last night and has done so in his last 11 games, Jigsaw. So my question to you is, with only 14 games left, does Steph Curry, in your mind, have a chance at winning the NBA MVP this season? Uh, he, he has more than one chance. I, you know, listen, I, we, we brought this up. Me and you talked about this in the, in the preseason. We talked about it maybe in the beginning of the season, and we consistently had some hits on it as well, that if Steph Curry at his age can get that team into the playoffs, sneak into that playing game, and get into the playoffs, right now with the tw- 11, 12 games, 30-plus or more, um, it, it, unbelievable, unbelievable performance. I think he undoubtedly not only – gets consideration, but could possibly win the MVP because you look at it, if they're going to kill Joel for missing games and Jokic gets hurt with no Murray, I think this opens the door up, especially if you could take a team that nobody gave any chance on. Nobody gave a chance when Clay got hurt. Okay, they said no way. And he's going to lead this team to the playoffs. I think 100% could be the MVP. Yeah, and I'm right there with you because I still think there's plenty of games left. We don't know what's yep. what's going to happen if they do win 12 out of the next 14 or 10 out of the next 14. Of course, Steph Curry is leading the way. That's the that's the tough part about last night's loss for me, Tony. Is who's yeah. the second best player on the Warriors? Like that team is nobody. And Steph Curry, and and he goes for forty nine, and 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 it's just like I know it's easier said than done, but somebody stop the guy already, please. Well, that's the thing too. I mean, listen, Draymond Green is who he is, right? We mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about Draymond shooting. Kelly Oubre is who he is. You don't have to worry about him. Kevin Looney, for the love of God, yep. why do you not have a triple team with Steph Curry? I don't know. I mean, obviously, even with a butt pad, he's shooting like 70%. So, uh, I mean, for the love of God. But let me ask this, Sean. I love this. Because if you look at that list that came out, James Harden, 32 30-plus point games in 2018-19. Is it, you know, between him and Curry, who's more underappreciated in the NBA? Because even though Curry right now, two years ago he was always talked about. Mm-hmm. But right now he's really not. And James Harden's never talked about. 32, the most in NBA history. Is he more underappreciated? I really think he is. It's, it's interesting because I'll tell you from my perspective, James Harden was a guy that I just, I didn't sleep on him. I didn't, I, I didn't appreciate him the way I should have. Let's put it that way. Yep. Um, I just thought if his buckets were he soft, he got fouled, he traveled. But then I've really started to dig in and watch him a lot like two years ago. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Okay. That's what I'm missing. And he's really special. Of course, he's, he's just, he's going to go down in history as one of the greatest scorers of all time in NBA history, along with Steph. Most underappreciated, though? That's a that's an interesting question. I, I, I could I could honestly make the case for Steph just off of the, the fact that he was a champion three times yep. and then hasn't had the opportunity to compete for a championship, so kind of has disappeared a little bit. And his right-hand man, Clay, has been gone for the last two seasons, so that's a big deal. He needs help out there. Somebody's got to help out he Steph does. Curry. He does, but one thing's for sure. These are two very, very special players that I don't think get enough credit, and it's almost like the CP3 effect. They play out in the West. Well, they did play out in the West. Nobody watched their games all the time. They weren't highlighted on national television, and I think that's why we underappreciate that. We're going to miss them more when they're gone. 
than now as they're playing. Yeah, well, we got plenty of games left, or plenty of seasons left with these guys. I think Steph has been in the league uh, for nine years, I want to say, was that? The, or 09 he was drafted? 09 he was drafted. <laughs> Crazy, he's thirty-two. Yeah, I, I, or thirty-three. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, crazy. That just means me and you were getting old. That's it. That's no, that's that's absolutely <laughs> lock that one in. All right, Jigsaw Cotillo, Tony Jigsaw Cotillo, joining us. Make sure you follow T Cotillo twenty-three Heat Ratio Sports, doing a bang-up job, killing it all across the board. Um, last one here, Tony, and let's get on over and to uh, the NFL draft. As I wanted to hit that with you, as we start slowly creeping into it, we're gonna have some uh, insiders coming up uh, on the NFL draft uh, later this week on the daily ticket here but um you and i were talking a little bit previous to the hit and i think it all comes down to what is going to happen with the san francisco 49ers at number three so where are you at on that pick right now do you believe where the smoke is with mac jones or do you think you know what san francisco's number one goal was to just completely discombobulate everybody and have them thinking that they're, they're going to go after everybody because they they had the trey lance rumor coming out now mac jones yep. of course justin fields so i'm asking you to put your prediction hat on here the hell are the 49ers going to do on april 29th for me i don't see any way they don't take justin fields I just I, – I don't see – listen, we're talking about Kyle Shanahan. We're, you know, we're, we know what he wants to do with that offense out there in San Francisco. There's no way they're not taking a quarterback. And in my opinion, there's no way they're not taking Josh Fields. I don't believe all the Trey Lance. I don't believe all the Mac Jones. No, no. To me, Justin Fields is the fifth. All right. So if that happens – I guess Fields is gone. So I'm I'm intrigued. You know, the next up pick for me that intrigues me the most is the Cincinnati Bengals. And I know that Joe Burrow, you want to go ahead and get Sewell in there and, and help him out with the offensive line. I get it. I'm not hating that play at all. But wouldn't it be really cool to, you know, combine those two guys again, him and Chase, get them back out there reunited after that one year of having success at LSU? Wouldn't that be pretty special? I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I do not believe the Sewell pick. I don't. And, you know, A.J. Green goes to Arizona on a one-year deal. Their number one receiver now becomes Tate. I, I, I just I, – I, or, um, uh, or Boyd. I just don't think they pass up Jamar Chase at that, at that spot because, you know, the injury with, with, with Joe Barrow happened early, and what they're doing is they're going about what – he was very special. Me, you talked about that before. We we knew he was special coming out of LSU, and he was special for the first six or seven weeks of the season. So he looked really good. So I think everybody thinks they're going offensive line. I, I don't agree. I, I'm with you. I think that they play Jamar Chase, and they reunite those two guys, and they think, you know what, two years down the road, man, this is going to be a special offense. All right. What do you think the Eagles do? Ah, I'm still saying trade back, Sean. I've been saying it since day one. I'll continue to say it. And you know what? I, I, let me say this, too, because you know only like I can. For all the people out there, and I'm not going to mention their names, that flip-flopped, that told me they were going to take a receiver, and then listened to me and other people on this program, now all of a sudden they're saying, oh, we're going to trade back because it's offensive line. Stop. Get your own agenda and your own ideas and stick to them. That's all I'm going to say. I've been saying offensive line from day one, and I haven't changed. I'm still going to say it and still say they trade back. So let's see if we can bring it home. Uh. Man, I'm so happy. I'm going to be. No, it's fine. But I'll tell you right now, I'm so happy that I am off that weekend. 
And because <laughs> I just, you know, last year it it's just Howie Roseman NFL drafts just don't don't really move me. It just it, it's just the honest the truth there. I in the in the same side I will tell you Carson Wentz I love that move, but other than that, man, I just uh, I'm off on his draft, so I'm okay with not being able to work the next day. Shout out John Giants for filling in for me. All right, Jigsaw, always a pleasure connecting with you, man. Tikatilla twenty three. We find you on socials, of course. Heat ratio sports, all things fantasy. Nobody better. Uh, I hope your your son. I hope he finished first in the four hundred. I hear you get back in the car. How did he do? Nah, he finished fourth. Oh, okay. That's okay. Four, four out of eight. Halfway. All right, all well, good. Take him, I'll the, give him halfway. Uh, <laughs> take him for ice cream, all right? Treat the boy. Jigsaw, you the man. Appreciate it as always, brother.